The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator this item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. We're like the stupid people. Broadcasting from resistance headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up. Never. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Now the guy's got Paulie as a partner. Any problems, he goes to Paulie. Trouble with the bill, he can go to Paulie. Trouble with the cops, deliveries, Tommy, he can call Paulie. But now the guy's got to come up with Paulie's money every week, no matter what. Business bad? F you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? F you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? You pay me. Also, Paulie could do anything, especially run up bills on the joint's credit. And why not? Nobody's gonna pay for it anyway. And as soon as the deliveries are made in the front door, you move the stuff out the back and sell it at a discount. You take a $200 case of booze and you sell it for $100. Doesn't matter, it's all profit. And then finally, and there's nothing left. Fucking shame. And you can't borrow another buck from the bank or buy another case of booze. You bust the joint out. You light a match. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. All right, we get rid of that crap. Uh, take the music down. Everything happens at once. So here we are on a Tuesday, and uh, I'm going to bring uh, Buzz Burr back in right away. Buzz, hi. Hi, Bob. Uh, it's good to talk with you again. I'm I'm a little concerned because I know you you just got through unpacking and and the studio's all <laughs> set up and 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 it seems like such an unfortunate time to tell people that this is our last show. Because uh, the House Intelligence Committee uh, says there's no collusion. So we're just, we have nothing to talk about. Uh, we're, no. we're done here, right? That's it. It's done. Devin Nunes has laid down the laws and no collusion. Nothing's happening. Nothing to see here. But of course, everything is happening and everything yes. is happening all at the same time today because mm -hmm. not only did our movers finally arrive with our furniture after two weeks, right. um, not only did they crush seven bookcases that I, <laughs> I packed up into that Good into job. that moving truck. But then you, you've got some sort of creeping crud and a dentist I appointment. Have, well, at first, I thought it was uh, maybe a mild flu. Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just a really bad cold. I've decided it's impeachment fever. <laughs> yeah, perfect. But, Let's yeah, call it so that. So I had, I, had, I had that. I've been fighting that. I, my head is groggy. So today's show <laughs> should be extra fun. Uh, and I went to uh, the dentist this morning, and while all that was happening, and, and you can relate to this, I mean, uh, your your furniture's arriving, and yeah. all this news is breaking, especially about Tillerson. Yeah. And last night, it was uh, some other damn thing at 6 p.m. I just... <laughs> 
just sat down for dinner, yeah. and boom, I got to get up and, and post a bulletin. And uh, and and today I'm, I'm getting ready to go to the dentist, and boom, Tillerson's out. Yeah. And uh, this is what it's been like for us. And we mentioned this last week that we're afraid to get sick, uh, <laughs> I know, or take a or take a day off, or or in your case, move because as, as soon as we do, something happens. Well, now it's just I can barely keep up with it, and I think you've indicated the same. Yeah, and you know what? I think the Washington Post and the New York Times are going to start just their headlines are from now on just going to be some other damn thing happened <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. now on that's going to exactly. be the new headline exactly oh and one other thing about uh, i understand that there was some damage with the move that you said something about uh seven bookcases yeah you know i had seven of those it's like a basically like a three shelf bookcase that you can uh-huh. buy in like yeah, target I'm, and walmart those I'm kind familiar. of things yeah i've got yeah those. and i had yeah. seven of those because i've got i've got like a thousand dvds and blu-rays that mm-hmm, <laughs> that mm-hmm, i have to mm-hmm. that i have to display and they, they were all crushed during the move so yeah my grandmother i understand had a one of my grandmothers had a, a saying uh because she had moved a number of times i certainly have in my radio career as i and i know you've moved a number of times as well yeah. My grandmother's expression was three moves, same as a fire. Yeah, uh, because, pretty damn close. Because, because you, you're going to endure that amount of damage. Now, I yeah. think that the art of moving has improved in the years since my grandmother said that. Mm-hmm. But you do still endure damage. Uh, there's just no getting around it. Yeah, you know what? Some of this stuff was boxed when I still lived in Hawaii. That's how crazy it is. It went, right. from, it went from Hawaii to California and then California across the continent. Uh, here to uh, Washington D.C., so it's it's amazing that it's all still in one piece. So you've got all this stuff arriving today. All this news is breaking. Yeah, you and you and Kimberly are trying to tend to Twitter and trying to pay attention to what's going <laughs> it's on. Madness. and and watching the movers destroy your belongings all at the same time. Yeah, that was all really really fun. But I mean, the madness continues with uh, the the Trump crisis. We're on a day. What Trump crisis day is it? Day four eighteen with two hundred thirty eight days until the twenty eighteen midterms. Uh, where do we start now? Okay, I guess. Okay, today's the day of the, the Pennsylvania 18th uh, district special election. Right. The Democrat Connor Lamb leads Rick Saccone in the polls by six points. Although, right. who the hell knows? I mean, who knows uh, what the outcome is going to be? <laughs> yeah, I certainly don't. I'm almost predicting a margin bigger than that. Remember, this is a district that went uh, 20 points in favor of Trump. Yeah. In the uh, 2016 election. So this is a 26-point swing already with the news that continues to break uh, and perhaps the fatigue from it. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about <laughs> what I think will happen today yeah. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, in the previous two elections that uh, that Rick Saccone has, has run in, both uh, re-election campaigns, he won with 60% of the vote and then the, the next time up, 70% of the vote. And right now, as of this reporting... I think it's something like 5145. That's what the Monmouth poll said yesterday. Right. So so that is all going down and and by itself that would be the days at least the days worth of news if not two or three days worth of news especially given that Trump was out there on Saturday doing one of his Adderall fueled uh, spaz fests where he just went off for an hour and a half on just right. random whatever including racist <laughs> remarks about Maxine Waters Trump's thoughts yeah Trump's thoughts which are are barely even thoughts I mean if you've ever hung out with someone who's done way too much cocaine you kind of know what <laughs> trump sounded like or or if you try this if you listen to fox news channel at double speed 
That's basically uh-huh. Trump's rally from the other night. So that all happened. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then all of this crap goes down uh, with with Rex Tillerson. Um, and that is linked to um, I, what I believe to be this this Russian assassination attempt, which is basically like a chemical yes. attack against the citizens of of the UK. It's a nerve agent. I, I, it's called like Novichok or something. It was yeah. developed by the Russians or, or yeah, they're, they're by the Russians. And uh, it's about 10 times stronger than nerve agents that had come before it. It's a very mm. deadly. It's I believe I know it's 10 times more powerful than the one that you uh, that killed one of Kim Jong Un's uh, relatives, uh, you know, overseas last <laughs> yeah, year. Sure. Uh, and this is a Russian developed thing. It's a military grade uh, weapon. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's just it, it 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 obviously came from them. So what happened was, is this guy, his name is Sergei Scripple and his daughter were both hit with this nerve agent. And Theresa May yesterday said that it was Russia. They basically determined that it was mm-hmm. Russia that uh, that attacked uh, these two people on British soil. And Rex Tillerson agreed with Theresa May yesterday, saying that, yeah, it was absolutely Russia that did this. And then all hell breaks loose this morning. Two minutes after I sat down, this news came down. Uh, Trump fired Rex Tillerson. Mike Pompeo, is, as, who's the current CIA director, he's now been moved over to state. He's going to be nominated for Rex Tillerson's job, so he has to go through reconfirmation right. in the Senate. Yeah, the, for the third time. Yeah, for the third time. And, and then the deputy secretary of state is, uh-huh. no, the deputy CIA director yes. uh-huh. is being upped to... Uh, Mike Pompeo's old post and what we know about her is that she led the CIA's torture black site program under George W. Bush that was at a secret prison in Thailand she uh, was known to be associated with at least two prisoners one of whom uh, his head was bashed repeatedly and he was waterboarded 83 times before she and her co-workers decided "Eh, we're not going to get anything out of this guy (laughs) God damn it. And, yeah. and of course, uh, she's also linked to the uh, the torturing of Abu Zubaydah. And now she's going to be in charge of the CIA. So right. the, what could possibly go wrong? Now, there yeah. is a law preventing that kind of torture going forward. Uh, but, uh, you know, that just assumes they'll obey the law. Yeah. And, and also this shit keeps running downhill because, you know, Trump does one thing that leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And he, you know, the word from the White House is uh, that he's feeling great today. Yes, he's just right. Two two reasons, I think. One, you know, and he declared this in his all tweets, all caps tweet, yeah. uh, that he had been uh, cleared uh, by the House Intelligence Committee in the Russia investigation. No collusion, boy. He's sure glad no to hear collusion. somebody else say that for a change, <laughs> even though it's his boy Devin Nunes yeah. who did the midnight run. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's another Nunes stunt, uh, right? And and uh, it it. it and not that the committee meant that much to begin with, but the dissolution of the committee means about that much, meaning right. not very much at all. I mean, it's it's terribly unfortunate. This is the age we live in. Thank goodness we still have Robert Mueller. Thank goodness there is at least some semblance of a Senate Intelligence Committee investigation, although Burr's been a little shaky over the last 24 hours, but uh, the last we knew, that investigation was still going strong. So this isn't over by any stretch. And by the way, I heard somebody speculate, and I think this may be true, that uh, this the timing of this is something's about to go down with Mueller, which is the reason 
There's so much happening over on the Nunez wow, Trump I, side. Wow, I of hadn't things. heard that. Is that I know? See, we forget about that, but it's happened before. Yeah, they always pull some big crap and, and you know to try to distract or cover up <laughs> yeah. what else is going on. So I saw speculation. That's all it is. But it 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 clicked with me. It was credible to me. Yeah, that uh, either today or in the days that remain in this week, uh, Robert Mueller may also have some news. So that's we'll what they, that's what they're calling it in the White House: Operation Big Crap. <laughs> Every <laughs> right. time yeah. Something happens with Mueller. All right, now we're totally going to engage Operation Big Crap. Come on in, John <laughs> Kelly. We're going to talk about Operation Big Crap Day 4. Um, so, okay, yeah. on Thursday and Friday of last week, which is the thing that I thought we were kind of going to be talking about today, which is uh-huh. Trump's decision to move on to North Korea to actually sit down with Kim Jong-un uh, in this knee-jerk snap decision that he made, interrupting the South Korean delegation in the Oval Office and then shoving them out the door to make the announcement as if on the driveway yes yeah as as if trump had a show to watch on tv and he just wanted to get the whole fucking thing over with and get them out the door and get the whole thing decided so he can go and watch his stories or something whatever's on tv that he's lady, lady to watch. cheeseburger was awaiting him in bed <laughs> lady cheeseburger oh my god so uh so that happened and, and i want to circle back to that because i want to get your opinion on that but I, before we dig into that because that's now been you know shuffled down the queue i think yeah. spot number 189 on the list of things that have happened since thursday and friday mm-hmm. so uh so trump goes out and he's on his way out to marine one this morning because he's flying to california because he's going to take a look at the border wall and at some point you can expect over the next 48 hours trump is going to tweet without any irony whatsoever why isn't the fake news covering my border wall why is the fake news hate my border wall and and it's because he's He's flooding the zone, as Jackie yes. Schechner said the yes. other day. That's what it is. Every every event overlaps every other event, so no one event gets any particular scrutiny. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a planned event, this thing with the wall. Uh, whether or not he'll whine about getting coverage or not, I don't know. But it, what has set off this latest chain of events? I'm going to say Stormy Daniels. It could I really, be. I really honestly think that the, the root of, of much of this is is in that is to to you know distract from that to keep that to get it out of the headlines mm-hmm. and keep it out at least it was at first this Tillerson thing I think has been coming for a long time I yeah. think Tillerson thought so too but he was going to try to hang on as long as he possibly could he did not want to go he was dragged kicking and screaming out of that office basically oh yeah uh, yeah you know. now he did he was tipped off he did cut short his trip because he had been tipped off uh, that he was about to to get canned. And uh, he learned it just just after landing back in D.C. Oh, yesterday wow. in the morning. Unbelievable. So, so, I mean, there's a lot of weird timing that goes on around right, this this right. firing because because once again, Rex Tillerson did did come out with a very forceful announcement yesterday about Russia. And as we know, yes. you know, the, no, you can't say anything bad about Vladimir Putin if you're inside the administration. Otherwise, you're going to get fired or Unless- demoted or. Unless, unless you know you, unless you already know you're going to be fired. That is also you're, true. You're going to be fired. I, <laughs> it, he may have. That's from the Larry Sanders show. Yes. For those of you who remember, uh, but he may have. He may have been tipped off. You know, the fact that he was tipped off. I mean, uh, the Washington Post has laid out a pretty clear uh, timeline here. Mm. He did learn about it by tweet. Yeah. He he does not know why he was fired, 
and he and the president did not talk about it. So in many ways, yes, he was blindsided. He did officially learn about it by tweet, but he actually he started getting calls from John Kelly like a Saturday morning or you know over the weekend while he Jesus. was in Africa. Uh, Tillerson called off all of his events on Sunday because he wasn't feeling well, <laughs> uh, and and then and then cut short his trip on Monday and flew back. Uh, you know, so he he saw this coming. I'm I'm wondering if that wasn't a grenade that Tillerson threw uh, at Trump on his way out the door. Yeah. Uh, getting ahead of Trump and condemning uh, Russia and labeling it as a Russian attack in England uh, before the president had a chance to do so. Yeah. Certainly not the first time they've diverged on uh, positions or assessments of things, but I, I always wonder if it was a grenade he threw. It does, in a way, help put Trump in a little bit of a corner. Yeah. And, and also the NATO thing, which I know you want to talk about, also puts Trump in a little bit of a corner. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he won't find a way to weasel out of it, but there are a couple of things, and Tillerson's one of them, that's going to make this a little harder for Trump to not condemn Russia. Yeah, so what, what basically we're going to be doing is we're going to be going forward with a serious conflict between Trump and, and mm -hmm. the NATO alliance without a Secretary of State, without a sitting right. Secretary of State. Good timing, good yeah, timing. Perfect timing, because what's going to happen here, the reason why this is so important, this, this chemical attack, this nerve agent attack on this guy, Sergei Skripal, is because, uh, because of course, England is a NATO nation. The United States right. is a NATO nation, according to Article 5 of the NATO Charter. If you attack right. one NATO nation, then you attack all NATO nations. And so right. all NATO nations are required to respond to that attack. And let me underscore here, Britain, our greatest ally within NATO, yeah. stepped up, as did other allies after 9-11. Right. We owe them. Yep. We owe them. So you have this. You have this all going down. Where is Trump going to come down? Trump is not going to come down on the side of NATO. He is absolutely no. not going to do it. If he says he's going to do it, watch what he does, because it'll right. be just like the sanctions that were passed last fall. He signed right. the sanctions into law in retaliation for the Russian attack, but then has not implemented them. Not a single scotch of them has been right. implemented so far by uh, the, the Treasury Department. So that is all right. still a thing, and that's going to be that's i think that's how trump is going to proceed here now he said this morning as he was heading out to marine one he said as soon as we get the facts straight if uh -huh. we agree with them uh -huh. we will condemn russia or whoever it might be which has been leading people to speculate on twitter that there's going to be another 400 pound guy in his parents basement who's involved with the, right. the chemical attack right. even even sarah sanders white house uh, spokeswoman yeah. sarah sanders the day before even after Theresa May had uh, condemned it as a Russian attack. Yep. Sarah Sanders said, "We're still working through some of the details on it." Jesus God! And so you've got you've got the, the Secretary of State's gone, as you pointed out. Yeah. You've got uh, the White House uh, spokespeople uh, brushing it off. You've got Trump sort of brushing it off. Uh, none of this should surprise us no. because, as you said, uh, no sanctions, no action, no commissions, no investigations, no retaliation, no response from the Trump administration of any kind to the Russian attack. Uh, you know, so I, none of that should surprise us. But like I said, maybe between the little grenade that uh, Tillerson threw out on his way uh, on his way out the door yeah. and uh, the, the NATO uh, obligation, uh, Trump may be in a bit of a corner here. Yeah. The way Trump goes on this will reveal so yes. much, so much. So much. And, and do we want to know? I mean, yeah. I, did we ever think, this is horrifying. I mean, yeah. just before we went on the air, we learned that uh, his personal assistant, 
uh, was escorted from the White House yeah. without having security clearance, but he's going right to work for the Trump campaign. <laughs> Good ins- to know. That's insane. I mean, this exactly. guy, John McEntee, is basically Trump's body man. He's, you know, if you remember Charlie from the West Wing, John right. McEntee is, is Trump's Charlie. And uh, the, uh, the Department of Homeland Security has launched an investigation into potential financial and securities malfeasance. Uh, he was escorted from the White House on Monday. Three sources with knowledge of the matter told CNN. Two sources said McEntee was pushed out because of issues with his security clearance, making him just the latest aide to be forced out because of difficulties obtaining a, f- a full security clearance. Minutes after the news of his departure broke, the Trump campaign announced McEntee I think that's how you pronounce his name. McKenty uh, would be. Jo- I, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I see it. Yeah. He uh, announced that he would be uh, joining the reelection effort as a senior advisor for campaign operations. Right, right. there with Brad Parscale, who, the you right. know, has a, still a big question mark over his head with regard to his involvement in the, uh, the Russian attack as the mm-hmm. uh, digital director of the Trump campaign in 2016. So. So it's he's just got another thing. It's just another thing. I mean, best it's just people. these things just keep coming. Yeah, yeah the best people. And, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, Robert Mueller cannot act fast enough. And I heard, if I may again uh, take us off the path a little, uh, I heard this week or read this week uh, credible reports that uh, Robert Mueller has just about wrapped up his obstruction of justice investigation. Interesting. Except for about four witnesses, Trump, Trump Jr., Ivanka, and uh, Keith Schiller, Trump's bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, Those are the only four he hasn't talked to. Otherwise, uh, we are given to understand that Mueller has all of that wrapped up, except for those final interviews, but basically he's ready to file charges otherwise on that. Wow. And that was the good news. (laughs) But the bad news side of that was... Mueller's decided to put that aside for now, we're told, (laughs) and instead focus on the collusion, the inverted triangle of the collusion. And he's got a lot of, got some of that built, but he wants to bring that down uh, to at least the same narrow point, presumably to present all of these things together, which would make them more effective, but also means, damn it, we're going to have to wait longer. Oh, I know. I know. It's the waiting is the hardest part. That's I just, yeah, because amen. because I'm what I'm seeing here, and I don't want to get too far off on a tangent on this, but every day that Trump is president is damage. Every day that Trump is yes. president is yes. poisoning the discourse, is poisoning how the government works, is poisoning uh, how we all communicate about politics in this country. And so the urgency with Mueller, the urgency with the midterms couldn't be higher. I mean, right. the stakes are so tremendously high. And I could do a whole speech about that uh, and, and how that relates to some on the left who ha- still want to play in a, a have a, a purity test and all of this sort of thing uh, despite the stake so but I'm not going to get into that at this point where maybe right. push that off until later because there's too much crap to get to that's happening right here and now as we speak now one thing to keep in mind and you might as Rachel likes to say you might want to put a pin in this one uh, <laughs> and going back to Rex Tillerson here for a second if you rewind two weeks the New York Times published this story, and the, you know there's no necessarily any speculation happening with regard to this and how it links up to Tillerson being fired or Tillerson leaving the administration. The headline is ExxonMobil, which Rex Tillerson used to be the head of, right. scraps its Russian deal with Rosneft. Uh, stymied oh. by the sanctions. So this is a, this is an actual thing that's happened, according to the New York Times. ExxonMobil abandoning its joint exploration ventures with the Russian oil company Rosneft. That's the state-owned Russian oil right. company. Retreating from uh, what was one of its most promising investments until Western sanctions got in the way. During the early years of the Obama administration, when there was a brief warming of relations, ExxonMobil signed an exploration deal with the Russians. 
Exxon right. and Rosneft, which is only half owned by the Russian government but state-run, agreed to invest $3.2 billion to search for oil in deep water fields in the Arctic and elsewhere. And that mm-hmm. that's going away. So wow. I don't know if this is like Trump, or when I say Trump, I mean Putin. And when I say Putin, I mean Trump. But I wonder mm-hmm. if this was actually Putin going... Hey, you know what? This Rosneft deal has gone away. We don't need Tillerson anymore. We don't need his leverage with ExxonMobil anymore because ExxonMobil has decided to walk away. So deal done. Get out of here. We don't need you. So that's they another have, they, possibility. They may, they, they may have very well have decided that he was of no use to them. Yeah. I, I get this feeling. This is just my gut talking okay. here. I get the feeling that uh, Tillerson took this job as Secretary of State in good faith. I get the feeling, or if he didn't entirely, that he became a believer in the course of working there. In spite of all the cuts that he made and, you know, to to carry out Trump's wishes to, uh, you know, reduce or shrink, uh, decimate the State Department. Yeah. uh, Despite all that, uh, Tillerson seemed to take very seriously and with great relish his job as America's top diplomat. He was undercut uh, step after step uh, the entire way by Trump. I think Tillerson took the job in good faith thinking, well, now I, I made this Russia deal uh, and uh, there are sanctions, but here I can go to work for a president who can lift those sanctions. Well, yeah. uh, Tillerson also has seen over time that uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, it, it, it certainly, Congress put a stop to that. Certainly Trump cannot enforce any new sanctions or get sloppy about the ones he's enforcing, but there are certain ones that are legally held in place and as part of that legislation, the president is legally banned from messing with those those sanctions. Uh, so, it, you know, as Tillerson saw that was never going to happen. I think Russia saw that Tillerson was a, of no use, that uh, the deal uh, with all the exposure it's gotten is never going to happen and, and has uh, decided to do the common sense thing and abandon it at this point. Do we know why or how Rex Tillerson ended up on Trump's radar in order to get the nomination for Secretary uh, of State? It seems to me that after a very long time of wondering, we heard a, a hint about that, and I don't recall what it was, but it turned out at least in my mind, not to be quite as sinister. I think it was it was almost more happenstance, but I, I, I'd have to go back and check some of that. It certainly was suspicious from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting the uh, with Tillerson getting the friendship medal from Putin for signing that Rosneft deal uh, and and those sorts of things. It 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 made sense that uh, a Trump would hire a Secretary of State that he had never met. Rex Tillerson, uh, and and uh, that Tillerson would be in good favor with the Russians. So a lot of us just assumed, well, and, and Trump may have assumed it as well, I got another pro-Russian guy working for me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and we also yeah. found out recently that Putin basically vetoed Mitt Romney as uh, Trump's mm-hmm. first choice for Secretary of State and then was very pleased with uh, the fact that Rex Tillerson was nominated for Secretary of State. So I don't know if well, that necessarily yeah. indicates that that Putin suggested Rex Tillerson to the Trump administration or ordered Trump to nominate Rex Tillerson, but we do know that Rex Tillerson has a decent relationship with Vladimir Putin, although that doesn't preclude the idea that once mm-hmm. Rex Tillerson was, uh, was confirmed and became Secretary of State, that he started to see some shit going down within the administration that right. scared the piss out of him. Hence why maybe he didn't know when he was nominated the full extent of what was going on with Russia. Remember what I still believe is a credible report that he called Trump a moron. We've seen him disagree, (laughs) and and maybe that's the reason he was right. We've seen him uh, disagree with Trump on uh, climate change, on trade deals, on 
on on many many things. Uh, Tillerson says we're going to do this, and Trump then does the opposite. Yeah. There's no communication. Tillerson's long been out of the loop, obviously, uh, with the loop that's gotten smaller and smaller, and is now down practically just to Trump. You know, but <laughs> uh, uh, but he he's uh, Tillerson's been cut out for a very yeah. long time, and yeah. Yeah, bless his heart, I guess he tried. You know, but uh, as as I think Trump summed it up best when he said, "I think Rex will be happier." Well, now here's why, Buzz. I'm leaning on the cover up button today with regard oh, to sure. the firing of Tillerson sure. and how it relates yeah. to the, uh, the the attack in the UK by the Russians. Yes. Uh, because not only was the timing really weird, where yesterday Theresa May said her thing, yesterday mm-hmm. the Rex Tillerson said his remarks mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Russia and the chemical attack in uh, in the UK, and then today suddenly Rex Tillerson is fired without uh, any expectations. No one knew that this was going to happen, least of all uh, Rex Tillerson. And then on top of all of this, the guy who told CNN and, and actually told the entire press this morning that they had no idea this was coming, the Undersecretary of State, a guy named Steve Goldstein, was mm-hmm. summarily fired today yeah. for right. saying that they didn't know. So it contradicted right. the White House line that Rex right. Tillerson was told on Friday. Now, you add into this the fact that mm-hmm. Donald Trump said when he was walking out to Marine One this morning, told the press mm-hmm. gaggle, he said, uh, I, didn't, I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it with Rex. We didn't go over right. it. I did it all by myself because I'm a big boy with my big boy pants. And so that adds further credence to me of the idea that this is all covering up the fact that Rex Tillerson was fired because the remarks about Russia and the chemical attack in the UK was the straw that broke the camel's back and the, you know Trump has had enough of this and that's if- why it all went down today. I, I think if Tillerson thought there was any chance of saving the job that he did want to save, according to that fired spokesman, yeah, I think if, if Tillerson were serious about that all, he wouldn't have thrown he wouldn't have thrown that grenade. He wouldn't have thrown that grenade at Russia uh, for the chemical attack in Britain. Uh, he would have waited, or he would have consulted. Uh, and and he didn't do those things. Uh, you know, tr- again, he'd already been. It, this is a, a a tricky point, and it's hard to tell how much is. A coincidence, and how much of it is a, a, a conspiracy, yeah. and how much of it is incompetence? Uh, because you know, one thing the Trump administration and Trump himself have, has never paid a lot of attention to optics, yeah. so they <laughs> often miss the fact that something isn't going to look good, whether it is good or not. It, it there is an incriminating appearance to this, and a lot of people are saying that. Pardon me for using the Trump expression, but a lot of of journalists and and pundits are saying that uh, the the you know that the timing of this that that Tillerson had already been clued in that he was being that he may as well come back to Washington because his work was essentially through. Yeah, uh, and and so it, it's hard to say. There, there are lots of different theories. They're all intriguing. Uh, and we, I, we've gotten to a point where we want to believe the worst, and I think ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that's the right instinct. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we just have to. I, I think we have to be a little bit careful uh, not to, to to go too much off the deep end. You may be exactly right. I may be right about uh, throwing the grenade. Uh, we just don't know, or it may be that they just didn't pay any attention to any of this. Well, I think the the basic rule of thumb, I, my assumption now has always been, and this has become my default, which is that mm-hmm. 
whatever Trump does, it has to do with a combination of both incompetence and corruption. It's like a, sure. it's like both of those things are interplaying at the same time. Right. Right. And I think this everything that's gone down today has a lot to do with both incompetence and corruption. And when I say corruption, I also mean treason. I, re, I mean the, this the the control that Putin has mm-hmm. over the White House right now. And we, indeed, indeed, I mean we had evidence last week. We talked about the fact that it was really Putin who made the choice yeah. uh, of, of of Tillerson over Romney. Uh, Romney. Had had been very anti-Russia, uh, had been very harsh on Russia, yep. at least, uh, whereas whereas Tillerson got the friendship medal. So if you're <laughs> Russia, who do you want in that job? Well, of course, uh, it would be uh, Rex Tillerson. And and I, I don't, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a little foggy from this illness, whatever it is, but, but uh, you know, that, that obviously got to Trump. Uh, Russia's message got through to him, and Trump, whose first choice was Mitt Romney, yeah. uh, uh, then switched uh, to Tillerson. So, you know, again, it's just, it's hard to tell how much of this is incompetence, uh, uh, let's assume that it is both. Uh, I guess in each case we have to look at, okay, what percentage of this is incompetence and what percentage of this is conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I also like the theory that Tillerson threw a bomb on his way out the door. A little one, yeah. but he threw one nevertheless. <laughs> but, I mean, here's, here's yeah. what I think. I think this is all based in corruption, and I think the reaction yeah. uh, underscores the incompetence because the reaction has been yeah. so ham-fisted i mean the idea well, of firing this guy yeah. just after he contradicted the white house this well, the undersecretary yeah. of state just after he contradicted the white house i mean that is the that is the fastest firing i think we've ever seen by a a, a trump administration official uh, i mean it was within public, an hour of, of that it, happening it, wasn't it but it would it, it, obviously this this spokesperson for this this deputy for tillerson had uh, spoken in defense of his boss he was defending his boss over yeah say, the, well, he's defending his boss over Trump in this mm-hmm. case, his immediate boss, he could expect in saying that to be fired. I yeah. think he might have known, he might very well have known when he said that, that he could be fired for it. He might not care. <laughs> he might be ha- He might be happier now, too. It's not unusual for a cabinet secretary or, or another uh, government agency executive uh, for their immediate people to go when they do. Uh, but here again... Uh, the Trump administration not good at optics at all. Uh, if if you were if, if if it were you, Bob, and you were trying to pull this off, uh, you know you you wouldn't do it so publicly. I don't think it, that they do it publicly. I think either speaks to their hubris or uh, their incompetence. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a pretty good way to uh, to put it. Uh, there, there's a little bit of that, but you know, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say uh-huh. that uh, at this point. Most of uh, Donald Trump's decisions are judged at some level, if yes. not I- entirely dictated by the Kremlin. And Even I, if it's just not in, and not in his head. And the other amazing thing that we've learned this week, it all seems to get down to Trump Tower Moscow. Yeah. It seems like the whole, you could go back to 2013 or, or actually you can go back to the mid 80s when Trump first decided he wanted to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. And, and some of me thinks that all of this, everything that's happened since then, has been about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's a really big deal. I think uh, that we're going to, I can't wait to pick up David Korn and uh, Michael Isakoff's new book, Russian book? Roulette, yeah, yeah. which comes out today. Right. And we're hearing words like Manchurian candidate coming out of that book, which is. Oh, my God, the revelations in this thing, the reactions of uh, Obama and Biden. We got to talk about that after the break. <laughs> yes, when he was, when Obama was told about the PP tape. 
uh, he, his basic reaction was to be completely stymied by it. Like he goes, "What? What is going on? What's happening here? Why? What? Why are you telling me this? <laughs> why are you? Te- why are you doing this? Don't, don't do <laughs> don't this." Do that. All right, you know, uh, with all of this news happening all at the same time, every damn day, I need to get to some concerts to uh, get my mind off of things. Well, if you go to SeatGeek, SeatGeek, you can pick up the SeatGeek app. You can get tickets right now for Billy Joel, Bon Jovi, uh, the Eagles, Ed Sheeran, Foo Fighters, Justin Timberlake, U2, Shadowboxers, Taylor Swift, Radiohead, Pink, Pearl Jam. I can't wait for Pearl Jam. Because buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated and confusing, and you've heard the first half of today's show, I get easily confused, but there is a better way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, planning a night out, or need to find the perfect gift, SeatGeek, that's S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K, helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. And there's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I got the SeatGeek app on my phone, which is right here. I'm hitting it on my microphone with my phone. It's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few steps, I can instantly find seats. With SeatGeek, you save time and money while it does the searching for you on dozens of ticket sites, comparing prices and finding amazing deals. And SeatGeek grades every ticket to get the best bang for your buck suited to your budget. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of tickets, sports, concerts, comedy, and theater. And best of all, my listeners, you listening right now, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code B-O-B-C right now. That's promo code B-O-B-C for $20 off. Your first purchase from SeatGeek. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. You know, one of the things that happened uh, before the show... That, that Which is, thing? Yeah, it's I had crazy computer issues once again. It always happens, you know? What do you do? Uh, but what can I say? Oh, uh, during the during the break, Alex Jones called, and he says uh, banging on the microphone is his thing. <laughs> <laughs> you people are sick. He, uh, yeah, God damn it! He's you know he's being sued. Infowars is being sued by someone who filmed the uh, who took video of that terror attack in Charlottesville. Oh, During that yeah. protest, you know the guy, the the one uh, Nazi uh, g- grabbed a car and and drove it into a bunch of people right, and killed right. one person, and yeah, yeah. and someone who made a video of that uh, is suing Alex Jones for saying that that person uh, made everything worse. I, what what is with the details of this thing? I, I've got it right here. Let me pull up this story. Uh, right. the, the man who recorded video of a car plowing into a crowd of protesters during last year's neo-Nazi rally in Charlottesville is now suing right-wing conspiracy theorists who claimed he was an undercover CIA officer who helped stage the deadly attack. Okay, well, there it is. That's the scum. That's the false flag thing. Brennan Gilmore, a foreign service officer and bluegrass musician, well, there you go. Yeah, that was me like 10 years ago. I was doing both of those <laughs> my, things at the same time. Job, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> he says he hopes to take Alex Jones, who founded the website InfoWars, and six others to trial in Virginia federal court for inspiring death threats and harassment. More broadly, he and his attorneys from the Georgetown Law Civil Rights Clinic said they hope to show that the First Amendment does not protect Jones and others who uh, 
whose sensational falsehoods have inspired vicious responses. So someone is yeah. just someone's reached the point where say enough with Alex Jones and all of this bullshit because I'm, I'm not confident that win their lawsuit, but I like tying him up in court. In fact, let's just tie him up. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I I hope they bury him in paperwork and just rack up massive legal fees. So. Uh, go and buy your super vitality mail tablets now because you need to help uh, Alex Jones pay for his court battles. Uh, okay, so where are where do we leave off? Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, we're, Obama and uh, Biden were just finding out uh, from uh, U.S. intelligence after the election, according yeah. to this new book by Michael Isakoff and David Korn, uh, they were just finding out, just being told by intelligence about uh, what uh, intelligence believed had happened. Specifically, they knew, uh, the president and vice president knew there had been Russian interference. They did not know that the Russians had been working so hard in favor of Trump and against Clinton. And they were they were floored by that knowledge and, of course, the dossier that contained uh, the part about the P-tape. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they were they were shocked to hear of this. And uh, the, the best reaction, in a way, I think, came from Biden, who I like him because he kind of shoots from the hip this way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Biden's first response is, if that's true, this is treason. And and he's right, of course. He's he's absolute. The man is yeah. right. He's absolutely spot on with that. And yep. I'm blessed his heart for you know, saying it out loud, uh, but but they were all taken aback by this news, and and I think the upshot of what we learned from this episode is that uh, U.S. intelligence was too timid about sharing some of what it knew with the executive branch. Yep. Uh, I know that it's important to keep those insulated, but it you know they were it, it was in some ways again as with nine eleven a failure of U.S. intelligence to a degree. And you know this was something that they were aware of. I, I think the intelligence community was aware of this going back to twenty fourteen when some mm -hmm. initial mm -hmm. uh, uh, remarks were overheard and in, in intercepts and so on about Russia beginning to engage in this massive. Uh, attack on the uh, the Western world, on Western right. democracies, democracies in, in Europe, certainly the United States as well, and they were going to start interfering on a cyber attack level, interfering with elections. I using... remember, you know, nobody paid any attention, but I remember covering that story that in February of 2014, they had a tech convention in yeah. Moscow, and uh, politicians were there oh, yeah. uh, talking about how this was going to work, and, and uh, they were bringing people together to perform these attacks. The other thing we find out from Isakov and Korn's book is that mm -hmm. U.S. intelligence had been following all of this stuff. The one thing they hadn't been paying attention to was social media. They never looked on their Twitter pages or their, their oh Facebook pages. And so U.S. intelligence, for all it knew or thought it knew about Russian interference, knew nothing about 50% of it which or, or more which was all taking place on social media. Yeah. And you know what, Buzz? I've been looking into the Snowden thing since 2013. And all the events that took place surrounding that and how Russia was involved, how WikiLeaks were involved. Right. Of course, Snowden right. was shuttled yeah. from the uh -huh. Russian consulate in Hong Kong to Moscow using uh, WikiLeaks attorneys representing him and then arriving in Moscow and, and being represented by Anatoly Kucherina, who is, the, who is a former lawyer for the FSB, which is the former KG. So uh, Edward Snowden had uh, WikiLeaks and Russian intelligence crawling all over him. But I know a lot of people with expertise in the intelligence community who were looking at Edward Snowden going, wondering whether or not he was a Russian operative. And, and mm -hmm. the timing is interesting where Edward Snowden uh, engaged in this whole thing in the, the uh, midsummer of 2013. And then the Russian operation with regard to its attacks on Western democracies began in 2014. And I wonder if the Snowden mm -hmm. thing 
if it was set up by the Kremlin, if the Snowden thing was intended to undermine faith and veracity in Western intelligence communities, and I'm talking about not just the United States, not just the NSA, but the British uh, GCHQ and and other, and of course, all of the five eyes, which are all the, the Western alliance nations that share intelligence back and forth, uh, Australia, the United States, UK, France, etc. And what happened was when Edward Snowden dumped all of his NSA documents, there was a lot of questioning of all five of those intelligence communities to say, what the hell is going on? And there were some reforms passed in order to roll yes. back some of the powers that those in- those intelligence agencies actually had. Which and good, yeah. Which, yeah, I, I think... On, on the surface is very good, but but it, it may have had, and I'm just, uh, underscore may have had an unintentional consequence. Or if if you believe the Kremlin conspiracy in the Snowden affair, uh, it may have been intentional to undermine faith in the intelligence to undermine the intelligence communities of these nations that were going to be attacked subsequently, beginning in 2014 and on through uh, 2016 and into uh, 2017 with the French election and Marine Le Pen being a stooge of Putin, etc. And I'm just I'm throwing that out there because I'm developing these thoughts as we go, because I, I it, just it certainly I would not I would not dismiss that theory on on any regard. Here's how it plays out in my head. Yeah. There's no question. Uh, and this we did totally agree on about the relationship, the very cozy relationship between WikiLeaks and the Kremlin. Yeah, that's been made abundantly clear, starting with the Snowden story. In my mind, it plays out this way, and this could be the cold meds talking, but let's go with it. <laughs> okay. uh, in my mind, uh, it, I think Snowden thought he was doing a good and important thing. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I mean, he had to have known what the risks were as, a, as an employee of a, of a security a contractor or subcontractor. He had to know what the risks were in that. But he thought, I think, that it was important that the American people know that there was some unwarranted spying on them. Uh, and, you know, the degree of this truth or whatever, but, but it, the, the fact remained. And I think that probably some needed reforms were put into place. These sorts of powers cannot go unchecked. And so it was important that they, they at least be examined for this type of check and balance function. Yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, suddenly he was in a lot of trouble and a wanted man. And Russia said, Psst, Hey buddy. Uh, and because, and well, you know, and then, and, but isn't it interesting that not long after uh, all of this, uh, Russia begins its cyber attack. Did they get help from Snowden? Maybe. Was that Snowden's original attention? Uh, not necessarily, but uh, could this be the price Snowden helped pay uh, for his sanctuary. Yeah, you know, I, I, and my original thought with regards to Snowden's link to Russia is that he was a useful idiot. That yes, Russia, yes. That, that Putin sort An of co-opted. Right, yeah. yeah that he was uh, yeah. he was co-opted by Putin and used in that sense and, and given asylum in Moscow so that uh, obviously the intelligence services there, the FSB and so on, the GRU and, and whatnot, are able to perhaps infiltrate or at least try to infiltrate Snowden's uh, computers, his his internal network and wherever he's living to get their hands on whatever other documents that he might have. Or and to some tap way. his brain. And yeah. to tap his brain. Uh, and because as a, he, he would be quite valuable to them. 
as the employee of a U.S. security contractor. Mm. And I still believe that Glenn Greenwald has been hands-off with the Russia thing, or or hands-on in, in, in defense of Russia, mm. partly because, uh, because Edward Snowden, who is, I think, uh, Glenn Greenwald's biggest asset, is in the hands of Putin right now. I mean, there is no doubt that, that Snowden's fate is linked directly to the whimsy of Vladimir Putin. And if Vladimir Putin wants to cut bait and send uh, Edward Snowden back to the United States for trial, he can do that, or he can continue to have Edward Snowden as uh, as an asset as we go through these Western attacks and the attacks on Western democracies, where I think Edward Jeff, Snowden Jeff might Sessions. be helpful. Yeah, Jeff Sessions has to look at Julian Assange and say, yeah. uh, well, I guess you can be too white. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, and by the way, speaking of Russia, we can't we can't go pa- past this one either, given what was uh-huh. happening and what happened with this chemical weapons attack in London. There's another right. Russian exile, this guy named yep. Nikolai Glushkov, who was found dead today in London. And that my first thought with that was that I wanted to? I actually wanted to bring up the uh, the organ music from The Godfather with oh, yeah. <laughs> when Michael Corleone is serving his Godfather to uh, Connie's baby, and he's at the same time assassinating all of his enemies. And so this this is the music playing. I think Vladimir Putin is settling all family business this week. That's that's what I'm thinking. And Donald Trump is kind of doing the same thing. I, what uh-huh. we've heard from uh, from various news reports today, some rumors floating around on Twitter is that Donald Trump is doing a similar kind of thing with his administration where I think he's trying to rip the Band-Aid off this week by getting rid of a lot of people. <laughs> like getting yeah. rid of a lot of people in he's, his uh, in his orbit. He's full of piss and vinegar right now yeah. because he got that, uh, what he feels is clearance from the House in Intelligence Committee. Yeah. Uh, and in addition to that, I, I saw a quote from him within the last 12 hours mm-hmm. that said he feels like he's finally getting the people and the things that he wants. Uh, A source inside the White House said, uh, Trump's pretty happy right now because things are starting to run more like the Trump organization now. (laughs) Be very, very afraid of this. This is not how government works, nor is it supposed to work this way. But uh, And and, uh, yet another observation I've taken in, which is that uh, Trump has replaced a lot of in some cases, sensibly chosen people uh, for <laughs> yeah. his administration. Certainly not in Betsy DeVos's case, but in some mm-hmm. cases, I, I say Tillerson turned out to be not so bad as a, a Secretary of State. He right. wasn't effective, uh, unfortunately, but unlike Trump, he, he did no harm, which I think is is to his credit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and, and uh, that Trump is replacing these really more moderate uh, people with uh, people who are greater ideologues such as Trump himself. I'm just I'm envisioning the uh, the baptism taking place with with uh-huh. Trump standing there as as the godfather with a priest <laughs> says Donald John Trump do you renounce Satan and all of his works and Trump goes I do renounce them. And then and we then we cut to Rex Tillerson you getting fired. And we we cut to uh, uh, Russian exiles being assassinated on uh, British soil. It's just the I don't think you can hear the uh, organ music buzz because of the way I'm playing it, but Jesus, this is what's going on. It's it's that scene in The Godfather, in that last denouement of The Godfather. Holy wow. shit. Okay. All right. Well, we have we haven't gotten to, gotten to, to half of what's uh, happened of so far not. today because we also have what happened yesterday. 
which is the House Intelligence Committee unexpectedly ending its Russia probe by saying there's no collusion, no Trump preference by Russia in its endeavors. But they did say this, that Russia did interfere in the election. Uh, and I'm sure that Donald Trump will completely ignore that because that's the what that's what right. he does. That's his right. mandate. All he cares about is no collusion. Am I clear? Am I yeah. out of this? And that's the other thing about about the uh, replacement. You look at you look at Tillerson, who's uh, made comments who that diverged from uh, Trump positions, and then you look at Pompeo, who says, "I think it'll be up to the President of the United States." <laughs> Well, Jesus. that's what Trump's looking for. One yes man after yep. another. Yep. And when he gets all of his yes men in a row, then it really will be him and just him running the government. Well, so Adam Schiff is one of the biggest badasses to emerge in all of this, I think. He'll be, if the, if the Democrats win back the House in November, Adam Schiff will become the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. Here was uh, some excerpts from Schiff's response to the sudden and unexpected and unannounced uh, uh, ending of this investigation. He said important things here that I think will be borne out. Yeah, yeah. A few things, a few important takeaways to take out of this statement. Adam Schiff, uh, Rachel Maddow described it as breadcrumbs. Adam Schiff left breadcrumbs in his statement. And I think we're going to see more of this uh, to come. I think there is going to be a minority report that is going to be released by Adam Schiff and obviously Congressman Himes and, and Swalwell and everyone involved in the on the Democratic side of the House Intelligence Committee to counter the findings of the chairman and obviously his fealty to Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin talking about Devin Nunes specifically. So here was uh, the excerpts from Schiff's thing that you might want to bear in mind Schiff's response. He said here, since that time, we have learned a great deal about countless secret meetings, conversations, and communications between Trump campaign officials and the Russians, all of which the Trump administration initially designed denied would later misrepresent and finally be forced to acknowledge. And then we uh, skip further down. He writes here, on a whole, on a, what, I'm sorry here, on a whole host of investigative threads, our work is fundamentally incomplete. Some issues partially investigated, others like that involving credible allegations of Russian money laundering remain right. barely touched. That's that's a breadcrumb right there, Russian money. Yeah, yeah, holy shit. I mean, he's basically saying it's there's going to be money laundering. There is right, pr- there right. is proof in this uh in this process of Russian money laundering going on on behalf well, of Donald Trump. And it says it'll here, be January January at the earliest before Schiff could uh, conceivably have control of that uh, right. uh, meeting and as as Schiff himself has pointed out, who knows where we're going to be at that point. So uh, really, in the meantime, helpless. I mean, it's going to have to wait for what is right. it? What are we looking at? Uh, uh, nine months before Schiff mm-hmm. can have at it. Uh, so he says here, involving credible allegations of Russian money laundering, remain mm-hmm. barely touched. If the Russians right. do have leverage over the president of the United States, the yeah. majority, the Republicans, uh, have simply decided it would rather not know. Mm-hmm. Good God. And then exactly. he, uh, toward the conclusion here, he said, uh, in the coming weeks and months, new information will continue to be exposed through enterprising journalism, indictments by the special counsel, or continued investigative work by committee Democrats and our counterparts in the Senate. 
And each time this new information becomes public, Republicans will be held accountable for abandoning a critical investigation of such vital national importance. You know, there were eight, I think eight, there may have been more, eight investigations into Benghazi by the Republicans. I I, I lost count of 35. I know there are eight main ones, but there were spinoff investigations as well. So about three dozen of them, actually. Yeah. Well, not a single one of them showed any wrongdoing by the Obama administration. Not a single damn one. Yeah, Yeah. didn't find a damn thing. Did that keep the Russians from screaming about Benghazi? Uh, Of course not. Of course not. So I think that... Yeah, or Fox News Channel, for that matter, or Donald Trump during the campaign. Now... That should be an indication and a, and a lesson to those of us. And I'm not just saying the left. I'm not just saying the Democrats. I'm right. saying normals of both parties right. to bear that in mind that just because one of the committees said that there was no wrongdoing and, and put aside Devin Nunes is obviously uh, uh, obviously compromised status. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put that all aside. We just keep pushing forward with this. There's no reason why this conclusion by Devin Nunes and the House Intelligence Committee uh, should dissuade anyone or or make anyone, for that matter. With any luck, it'll make the Republicans overconfident while journalists and and Mueller investigators and uh, perhaps even Senate investigators continue their march forward. Let uh, Trump and the Republicans lull themselves into thinking everything is fine while uh, this diligent work. Remember, Mueller's a guy, I said this before, he works on Saturdays. He works on federal holidays. He doesn't care. He wants to to get the job done. Uh, So uh, there's just no stopping this guy, uh, at least not so far. And uh, so I'm, I'm still encouraged by that. If we can just, if, if we can just hang on to the country between now and then. Well, bear with us for one more second. We're going to do. We're going to squeeze in one last break, and then we come back with Don Jr. Donald Trump Jr. Not only uh, ate uh, his body weight in ice cream yesterday during a mm-hmm. press availability, but but he also did something really really stupid again on Fox News Channel. <laughs> we're going to get into that right after these messages. My ass hurts. What? I said my ass hurts. Huh? Oh, geez. Someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts. I I can barely hear you. Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate. We smell like chocolate. But people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail Soap, also available in pre-chumped My Ass Hurts gift baskets. What did she just say? Vegan and bunny-friendly bath and body from BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, don't forget to go shop. I mean, with all this news happening, don't forget to go shopping at our Amazon link. Just go to BobSeska.com and click the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo, and it takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as per usual, and uh, we collect a small fee from some of the things you buy. 
Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, I still don't know what the hell time it is. Not only did I move three hours uh, behind, behind where I used to be. So now I'm off because of that, but then there was also the, the all the clock touching that went on over the weekend. I I would love to uh, speak with you and Kimberly about uh, daylight savings time because <laughs> there are some important aspects to it, and and I I think we could talk some things out yeah. on that subject, but we just don't have time. <laughs> you just don't have any time. There's not we enough don't. time. Oh my God. Okay, so Don Jr. Donald Trump Jr., uh, who I'm still expecting to block me at some point on uh, on Twitter. Because I just, you know what, I, I said to Kimberly, speaking of Kimberly, I said to her last night as we were watching this video footage of him just eating a metric ton of ice cream while he was being probably, asked questions. about Probably uh, all bound up today. <laughs> yeah. I was just, uh, I was saying to her, uh, you know, it's almost at the point now where it feels like it's just too easy with Donald Trump. I almost feel like my harassment of Donald Trump Jr., has become like almost cruel. <laughs> like he's just such an idiot that I'm. Uh, it's uh, it's unfair to attack him the way I have been. But you know what? Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't care. They, I don't uh, think the he Trumps cares. don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. It makes you. It makes you feel better. That's the important thing. <laughs> yes, uh, it but, does. But it they, very much they, does. honestly, they they don't pay any attention <laughs> to that. It it really is a way for the rest of us to vent. I I was tweeting at, at Trump like a madman for a while, and then I just realized, well, this is stupid. He's not. No one will ever see this. It doesn't yeah. really matter. It makes me feel better. But uh, so I, I moved on to other diversions. Oh, well, th- I mean, it's hugely therapeutic to tweet at the president, <laughs> yes, to tweet, yes, to re- respond oh to the. I mean, I don't we care. Never, if he, I was just going to say we never got to do that before. Yeah. <laughs> I go, well, he's never going to read these tweets at all. I mean, what yeah. am I doing? But for entertainment value, nothing beats it. Nothing beats being able to respond directly <laughs> to the president in one of his tweets. Right. Because, you know, there is always a slim chance that he'll actually see it. Or at the very least, Dan Scavino, who helps him out with his Twitter feed, writes some of his right. tweets, and then I'm right. sure uh, scrolls through all the mentions uh also sees them because uh, as we've seen donald uh, the, the president actually blocks a lot of twitter users possibly in violation of the constitution so that's uh that's still an open matter yeah. but nevertheless i love beating up on donald trump jr on twitter <laughs> because he makes it so easy i mean you, just, you start with the grammar and spelling errors and just move on from there it's right, everything right. so he was on uh fox news channel this morning and he said that meeting that his meeting with the Russians, the famous Veselnitskaya yes. uh, uh, Renat Akhmetshin meeting in early June of 2016, mm-hmm. was his First Amendment right. Right. So he's just making things worse for himself. He said here, I took a meeting from someone that we had done business with years before. Underscore mm-hmm. we. That uh-huh. we had done business here with years before because... It, presumably, we means him and his and dad, dad and, yeah. and the Trump organization, even though Trump has said, I don't have any business with Russians. I don't talk to Russians. I don't know any Russians. Who is Russia? What is Russia? I've never heard of Russia. And, that, and so this undermines everything that his dad has said, both on the campaign trail and both as, as president, too. And so he says here, again, I took a meeting from someone that we had done business with years before. I said, okay, fine, I'll listen to you. And then he added, of course, in the email, he said, I love it. That was his big thing. I love it. Uh, But then he added, I thought that was pretty much covered under the First Amendment, so I listened. Right. And he's the smarter of the two brothers. Yes, he doesn't know anything. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. 
Yep. Idiot. He's such yeah. an idiot. So, uh, of course, he's making things worse for himself. I'm sure uh, the, the special counsel's office will take a look at his interview this morning. It's just like Donald Trump Sr. It's like the president saying to Lester Holt after firing right. James Cohen, that was because of Trump and Russia. Oh, Jesus Christ, if they don't walk into their own propeller every damn day. Yeah, if only if only it didn't kill them. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to, they're like, uh, you know, vampires or some kind of superhero. They're, they don't seem to be, they don't seem to be phased by any of that. Bullets won't stop them, Bob. Yeah. Uh, you gotta, it's gotta be a silver bullet to the, you know, or, or a, a, a stake to the heart, you know, is the only thing that'll kill them. <laughs> it, it, it's starting to feel like that a little bit because... Yeah. Uh, nothing seems to dissuade these folks. Nope, nope, nothing at all. Now, I, you know, before we wrap up the show, I want to get your take on the North Korea situation, which it seems like it was weeks ago, but literally mm. it was only Thursday into Friday that we heard that Trump suddenly decided that out of nowhere that he was going to take this meeting with Kim Jong-un on recommendation from the South Koreans and without even listening to what they had to say, leaving them, according to the Wall Street Journal, dismayed by his yes. by what was going on around them inside the Oval Office. And then they were sent out, as I was saying earlier, they were sent out. We've all seen the video of them in the dark talking to reporters about this news. Right. And then the next day, of course, we see it being walked back. Uh, you know, and, and my view, of course, on all of this is, first of all, the meeting's never going to take place. It'll never right. happen. Agreed. Yeah, and and that while it's always important for us to have some sort of dialogue with our enemies, you don't want to have an open line of communication without any terms, without any prep going on, especially when there's a foreign policy neophyte like Donald Trump sitting behind the resolute desk. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen. I agree with you on that. And if it if we're wrong, if it does happen, it won't go well. No. Art of the deal, my ass. He hasn't <laughs> negotiated anything successfully. He's had uh he's hung up on world leaders and had other world leaders hang up on him. Yep. Uh he does not perform well in these situations and being uninformed uh, not only might he not perform well, we could all be worse off. Do I think that uh, he could handle the talk so badly that it would set off war? I don't think so. But I know that there's a great potential for actually making things worse. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, at the very least, if this doesn't necessarily touch off a, a uh -huh. war or some for, storm, sort of armed conflict on the Korean Peninsula... At the very least, this is going to embarrass the United States. There's a very strong potential. Well, aren't aren't we already? Or have, are we past yeah. embarrassment at this point? Yeah, but I mean, know, I, I just, our allies have just got to be beside them. Well, I think, and I think they are beside themselves at this crucial moment in history. Within the midst of these uh, this potential talks with North Korea, uh, the poisoning of uh, British uh, of British potentially British citizens in an attack on our close NATO ally, mm -hmm. and uh, nothing being done here to respond to the Russian attack, uh, and, and now the Secretary of State is gone. How strong does the U.S. look right now? <laughs> yeah, it's to either an adversary or an ally. You know, and I'm thinking even beyond that. What happens? You know. Trump sits down, the, the agreement, to somehow everything gets 
falls into place and Trump goes and, and the, there's going to be a big summit with Kim Jong-un and the North Korean delegation and Donald Trump's there with uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka and they're all there. And uh, Trump goes into a room with Kim Jong-un. Of course, the room is bugged all to hell. So they're <laughs> recording every stupid thing that Donald Trump says, only to be released on North Korean state television the very next day with right. probably some sort of video game animation of the White <laughs> House being nuked. I mean, that's uh -huh. probably yeah. what's going to come of this meeting. This is basically, from top to bottom, this is uh, North Korea having assembled long ago a personality profile of Donald Trump and saying, how best can we manipulate this guy? How oh, best sure, sure. And they're probably better. Well, they're certainly, uh, no doubt, better at it than he uh, is or would be. Uh, I know he thinks he's quite the deal maker, but yeah. he's not. And he's no match for this sort of level of international intrigue. You know, both men are going to the table deluded. Uh, we have Trump going to the table believing that he brought Kim to the bargaining table with those sanctions. And yeah. certainly the sanctions have been a factor, but Trump believes, ah, I got him right where I want him with those sanctions. You have <laughs> Kim going in saying, uh, yeah, I got him. I got him with our nuclear weapons. I Thanks to our nuclear weapons, yeah. I have finally forced the United States to the table. So you've got two guys who think they're going to the table for very different reasons and and who is more likely to you know to to, to get the, uh, the 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 benefit of the doubt from the rest of the world it's probably going to be kim jong un oh, i don't think i don't think anyone has any faith in donald trump's ability to be able to pull this thing off even if it does happen i don't think anyone especially among the western democracies that uh, by the way vladimir putin seems to be entirely targeting uh, I, I don't think anyone is saying, oh, this North Korea meeting, this is going to be fantastic for the peace process because Donald Trump's going to do such a great job. I think everyone's going, and, and including the prime minister of Japan is going, yes. oh, shit, this yes. is not yeah. going to go play any place well. This, uh, this is going to be an unmitigated disaster. I think it's going to set back peace talks with North Korea uh, months, if not years, because... What, I mean, you know, you could have as soon as Trump is on the airplane headed to North Korea, that's when North Korea do, engages in its next missile test or its next right. nuclear and test. It, it, it very, it very well will be, and and I think honestly at this point that that my guess would be that's the worst that can happen. Yeah, that uh, this thing could be a complete failure, and we end up going right back to exactly where we were before this whole. Kabuki theater. Yeah. What's going to happen is, is Kim Jong-un is going to do like the Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, where he's, he's just going to stand over Donald Trump and and <laughs> point and just laugh the, the heartiest laugh he's ever laughed. <laughs> and because Trump is just going to derp his way into this colossal trap being set by Kim Jong-un. And mind you, Kim Jong-un is fucking crazy. Kim Jong-un <laughs> yeah. is probably working up some crazy scheme that involves Photoshop and video game footage from Call of Duty and some sort of clandestine recording of Donald Trump. I just know that some big production has got to be in the works to completely fuck over Donald Trump and with him. Quite frankly, the the rest of the United States and, of course, all of our allies in, in the process of working for uh, 
for some sort of disarmament by uh, by North Korea. It's just it's going to be a disaster. In, in whatever context, Trump was asked about this last week, and uh, it was asked about the crazy factor. Mm-hmm. And Trump's response was, "I remember the quote, even if I don't remember the precise setup. The quote was." Uh, that's his problem, not mine. Now, wait a minute. Did he mean that it's Kim's problem that Kim is insane, or did he mean that it's Kim's problem that Trump is insane? I don't know. Words- was he referring? Was he trying to refer to himself as a crazy man to sound tough, or was he just misspeaking? I don't know. I, I when, whenever Donald Trump says words, I'm just going words, words, words. Like like I was watching that that rally the other night, Saturday, and I watched it from beginning to end. And, right. and at some point, about you know halfway through, he just started to sound like some crazy person going zippity 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 zippity. <laughs> I was right. like, "What right. the hell? Just shut up! Shut up! Shut, shut up! up. Sh- shut up! Hey, shut, shut the up. hell up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I know, I know. That was if that only. was me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. All right, we got a huge postmortem show coming up next. Uh, gonna talk a little more, a little bit more about that rally. Uh, we're gonna try to answer the question: How the hell is Betsy DeVos still employed, and all these other people are getting fired? Uh, also, oh my God, uh, money laundering and Panama. Oh, plus, uh, cruel whimsy. Some more uh, episodes of cruel whimsy on behalf of the. The Trump administration. So we'll get to all that in the postmortem show. Uh, some plugs here. Uh, let's see. Buzz Burbank is found at buzzburbank.com and at Michael J. Elston, or you can find him at realmnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jody Hamilton's at from the bunker.com and from the bunker junior on Twitter. Uh, Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. By the way, Jen Kirkman will be on the after party with me and Kimberly a week from Friday. That is the, what Ooh. the hell date is that? The 20th, 23rd? Yeah, the 23rd of, uh, of March. Uh, also, David Ferguson is found at facebook.com slash compromat band. Uh, Kimberly Johnson, as I just mentioned, patreon.com slash start me up. That is her podcast. And Jackie Schechner is at investigaterussia.org. And I would not want to be Jackie Schechner today because <laughs> she's got, got a lot to write about. All right. The postmortem show is coming up next. Thank you, Buzz. We'll see you over there. Thanks, Bob. Bye bye.